What the heck is wear and tear? I've been in this business for over 20 years. I still don't completely understand, but I do have some guidelines, fortunately, that I get to go by. The problem is when different people hear that term, they think of different things. Hello, property management brainstormers. It's Bob Preston here, your host, and welcome to 5-Minute Friday. FMF is a mini podcast series where I offer my best tips and advice regarding questions I frequently get from property managers, real estate investors, and landlords. I do this every Friday in five minutes or less. So if you're new here, consider subscribing to get all my quick advice and updates. And let's get started with today's FMF. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the more nebulous terms in property management, and that is the concept of normal wear and tear. We get this term provided to us in a wonderful way by the state of California, and it actually is written into a California civil code, 1950.5B2 to be precise, that only certain charges can be taken for damage, and those are beyond ordinary wear and tear. Now, I'm a broker in the state of California. I'm pretty confident that most of you listening from other states have concepts like this that are similar. In fact, there are common descriptions about normal wear and tear that even come from HUD guidelines at the national level. So, what the heck is wear and tear? I've been in this business for over 20 years. I still don't completely understand, but I do have some guidelines, fortunately, that I get to go by. The problem is, when different people hear that term, they think of different things. So, for today's FMF we're going to be talking about this, and hopefully I can bring some clarity to this common question about what the heck is normal wear and tear. From my experience, common sense judgment should rule the day when it comes to defining and explaining normal wear and tear. Sometimes I'm in the difficult position of having to explain it both to the tenant and the landlord. The security deposit cannot be used for repairing property defects or deterioration caused by normal daily life at the property. The security deposit also can't be charged for any conditions if they existed at the time that the departing tenant moved in or if a property item is beyond its useful life. And the measure is obvious neglect, misuse, or abuse if you're going to be taking property damage charges, which could be cause for security deduction. So here are some common sense rules like I've explained. Maybe these examples will help. If carpeting is matted or frayed in a high traffic areas simply from people walking on a daily basis, well, guess what? That's normal wear and tear. Same with small stains in select areas. That's normal wear and tear. Burned carpet, badly stained carpet, bad pet stains or pet odors that have ruined carpet, that's damaged. Small nail holes where pictures were hung are wear and tear. In fact, there's a definition for what is a small nail? It's a six penny or a two inch nail or less. Any pinholes, maybe natural cracks in the wall, small chips in the plaster, that's all normal wear and tear. Large holes that have been cut or maybe areas where you've had a large bracket mounted like for heavy HDTV, if those aren't filled or patched, or maybe areas are cut in the drywall like openings where the HDTV cables are passed through to the receiver but then not patched later, that is damage. Smudges and scuffs on walls are wear and tear. Large stains or permanent stickers applied on the walls or maybe paint that was unauthorized, that's damage. So looking to an official government source, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, weighs in on this topic on pages 55 and 56 of a document 
titled Special Claims and Processes Guide. It was published first in June of 2006. I'm going to post this in our episode notes so you can have a look. And according to HUD, tenant damages usually require extensive repairs and are at a greater cost than normal wear and tear. And these would usually be the result of a tenant's abuse or negligence other than just normal daily life in the property. These types of decisions can easily become the genesis of a tenant-landlord dispute. And because of this, many owners of rental homes leave these matters to a professional property manager like North County Property Group. We've seen this a lot. We can make good recommendations. We have good common sense and we work well with both tenants and owners for a logical and reasonable interpretation of security deposit laws. That's it for today's 5-Minute Friday TGIF. I hope you guys all have a great weekend and we will catch you next time.